Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We, it is week number four of the NFL season and we have another full slate of 16 games on the NFL schedule for week number four and we'll get into those games in the second part of this podcast. And speaking of this podcast, that make sure you follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting streaming services to, to get the to get the latest up-to-date info of when Hooked on Sports is being posted for a public availability. You can also follow me on Twitter at John Flynn97 and on Instagram at jflizzy to get the uh, to get my takes in the world of sports conversation, so there are three uh, topics I want to get into before we know uh, before we get into the picks against the spread and straight up. But I I think we need to begin with the Monday night de- demolishing that took place by Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and wow, this was billed as the game of the year between. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, the two best teams in the AFC, bar none, and the Kansas City Chiefs made it made it look like didn't make it look like a contest at all. The, what Patty Mahomes was able to do against this Baltimore defense that 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 improved during the offseason, 385 passing yards. Four passing touchdowns, including one to his left tackle, and one one rushing touchdown, zero interceptions against this Baltimore defense. This, to me, was an absolute demolishing by Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The thing you need to take away from this game was that Patty Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, for, for for a lot for a long time, I I thought that Lamar Jackson was going to take that next step in, in into beating a, uh, beating a team like the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and all and all the weapons that he has to his disposal. Lamar Jackson was ter- was dreadful on Monday night. He wasn't existent on Monday night. What 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 the Chiefs were able to do uh, in 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 these games with Steve Spagnuolo's defense with Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Chris Jones comes up with the strip sack uh, right before halftime, and the, and the, the the idea about this was that Lamar Jackson is not did not take the next uh, the next step needed for him to win a championship. And Lamar has repeatedly said that he wasn't able to celebrate his. League MVP title because the, he hasn't done well in the games that matter the most. And what, when when you think about what what could transpire at the end of the season, when you line up Kansas City and Baltimore, you you, you got to look at the the you got to look at the Chiefs and and they say they they have the inside track to the number one seed in the AFC. And with, with the new with the expanded playoff for this year, that that means you have. Uh, you you have seven you you have seven teams in the playoffs and one team is going to get that by and uh, and and for for the longest time I thought the Ravens were going to get that first first round by because they take care of business against the Chiefs and win by via tiebreakers. The Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs are 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 second to none the best team in the National Football League. 
and 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 this goes to Andy Reid. This goes to Patty Mahomes. The offensive line was fantastic, and and, and let let alone the left tackle catching a touchdown um, in the fourth quarter. The, you know, the it, Patty Mahomes f- found many different ways to expose the Baltimore secondary. I mean, so they were at the 50-yard line, and he, and he just m- made a made a touchdown throw to Nicole Hardman look look like a piece of cake. And how about that shovel pass um, to uh, to uh, what what what's his name Anthony uh, Anthony Johnson or something like that, and 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 you look at Patty Mahomes and. Yeah, he is absolutely a step ahead of Lamar Jackson in every every single way possible. And I also want to uh, want to look at this. And I think yeah, it, I think Ravens fans should have known that the opening possession was going to set the tone for the entire game. The Ravens had a fourth and three from the Kansas City nine yard line, and the and the the gold the golden rule that got that got the Baltimore Ravens to uh, to what they were last year is is just be aggressive, go for it. You you never know what what the Kansas City Chiefs were going to do. This this was the same thing that happened in the Green Bay New Orleans game, and I'll get to the Saints in just a little bit. That that they needed touchdowns against against Kansas City's defense, and and yes, the score was thirty four to twenty. That it felt like forty one to ten when you think about it. That after Kansas City scored a couple of touchdowns, that the Ravens returned a kickoff for a touchdown, made it a three point game, and then. And then Kansas City just took off, and the and Lamar Jackson only found the end zone once last night, and that was, that was a touchdown pass uh, to make it a seven point game at the start of the fourth quarter. And to, to give, let's give the Ravens a little bit of credit here that that uh, that they they made this game competitive, actually competitive in in the fourth quarter. Baltimore's defense. Um, uh, Baltimore's defense stiffened a bit in the third and and part of the fourth quarter before Kansas City came back and and put the game away with that touchdown pass um, to Eric Fisher. But the but the Ravens know they they have a lot of work to do, and Lamar Jackson knows that he will never win a championship unless he can throw under pressure. And and win under the pocket, uh, win as a pocket passer. And here is this nugget that I also found for Lamar Jackson. When leading at halftime, Lamar Jackson is twenty and zero in his entire career. At halftime, twenty and zero. When he's trailing at the half, zero and six. So it so it I got, Baltimore has the talent to uh, to get there, especially on on defense. I also want to get into the point that it wasn't just Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews was terrible last night. I counted three, four passes that that would have would have resulted in first downs that either Mark Andrews just uh, didn't run proper routes or or just just simply couldn't catch the ball. That but Mark Andrews knows uh, knows this too that most of Lamar Jackson's targets are to him. And and Hollywood Brown was wasn't a factor because Kansas City secondary held him in check. It wasn't anyone else. It it was that Lamar Jackson couldn't find ways to expose an elite Kansas City defense. And it's strange for me to call Kansas City's defense elite, but 
I mean, but, but here, here we are. I had issues about Kansas City's defense, even even during the offseason, and I and I still think they're, they're uh, I still think they are weak at linebacker. I still think that that they they, they could use another safety to uh, to coincide with Tyron Matthew. But when when Kansas City has a pass rush that includes Frank uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones, that 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 uh, that that is a, a defensive line that can mask areas of deficiency uh, throughout the entire defense. And the you look at the Ravens uh, from one to fifty three. You look at the entire roster, best roster in the NFL. But but if if Lamar Jackson can't play up to Patrick Mahomes and the and the offense that Kansas City is going to roll out on a weekly basis, Lamar Jackson is not going anywhere. Topic number two: the New Orleans Saints, and I picked the picked against the Saints in week number two against the against the Vegas Raiders. I picked against the New Orleans Saints. On Sunday night, uh, when when they lost to the Packers, and and the the, the Saints' offense is is, com- is comprised comprised uh, of a lot of mo- a lot of moving to, um, a lot of moving parts with Alvin Kamara, and I think Kamara is is such a huge part of of New Orleans' offense. And back back to back weeks, he's uh, he put up a, a gaudy statistics. But the New Orleans Saints need Michael Thomas back. Drew Brees needs Michael Thomas back. Michael Thomas is that one receiver that can that can stretch the course of the field, and and, and keep and 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 make make secondaries respect the the game of Michael Thomas. Now, Michael Thomas is expected to come back on Sunday to tell it for their game against the Lions, and I think that that's a big time boost for Drew Brees. And by you, you look at the you look at the the Saints as a whole. That that yes, the Raiders and Packers put the uh, uh, uh rolled out incredible offenses. Uh, but these the Saints uh, defensively were dreadful as well. And and, it, and you you can say Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, but if if the Saints want to compete uh with with, with the rest of uh, rest of them in the in the playoffs, and you gotta give the Packers credit that the Packers' offense has been the best in the NFL, bar none, the first three weeks of the NFL season. But if, if the Saints want to get uh, get to that next level, their defense has to play a hell of a lot better that, than than they've had the last couple of weeks. And the, uh, there's the secondary was lacking, and you you look at uh, you, you look at the you know, unnecessary penalties that 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 have doomed the Saints. Oh, throughout throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire season so far. But but uh, but the Saints' uh, offense is comprised of Michael Thomas. Uh, th- let let us make that crystal clear. Michael Thomas uh, is the most important player on the uh, uh, on the New Orleans Saints. And and the th- the thing about last year was that was that Michael Thomas had the incredible season and Alvin Kamara wasn't particularly a hundred percent. But but now the Saints are one and two, and they're gonna have to win three more games than Green Bay to leapfrog them in the standings in in, in the NFC, and they're probably gonna need to beat San Francisco as well because San Francisco plays Green Bay and New Orleans later in the season. Uh, but the but the fact the fact of the matter is, uh, and also another thing uh, to uh, take away from the Saints is that. 
that yes, the Saints can market Taysom Hill all the all the matter that they want. They 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 can use Taysom Hill in 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 a lot of a lot of different packages. Uh, because of the of 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 the complimentary piece that he is to Drew Brees in terms of game preparation for opposing defensive coordinators, but but the fumble uh, at the end, at the start of the fourth quarter I think was was the biggest moment in the game. The Packers uh, would, would would score points on consecutive possessions after that, uh, to to put the game away, but. The, the the Saints had to be smarter than 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 what they were on Sunday night, and I think Sean Payton has to know know that, uh, bit, because those are the types of games that can distinguish, uh, can, can t- true Super Bowl contenders from uh, from phantom Super Bowl contenders, and and that and that's something that the Saints need to uh, 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 keep going as as they continue on through the course of. The, the 2020 campaign. So the Saints definitely could, could use Michael Thomas. And I think when Michael Thomas comes back, the Saints are going to smoke three buildings since 1957 Detroit Lions on Sunday. Final topic of conversation before we get into the NFL picks. The, the New York football giants. The giants are an absolute pathetic embarrassing dumpster fire. All these words that I just said are offensive to those adjectives and nouns. The new the Giants are unequivocally the worst team in the NFC. And that starts with Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman had absolutely no feel, no plan, no clue whatsoever. And and and, and the Giants roster was terrible before Dave Gettleman got there. You look at all the deficiencies on the offensive line, the defense, the quarterback. Dave Gettleman might have made this team worse. Dave Gettleman should have never been hired in the first place. Dave Gettleman should should be and will be fired by the end of the season. And the fact that the Giants missed uh, the, the entire thing and, and, and sources say that the Tishers are pissed at Dave Gettleman. And, and if that's true, rightfully so. But Dave Gellman, what what was the reason that the that the Giants were oh, d- didn't get one of the coaches that that I would have liked the Giants to see? Whether it was Josh McDaniels, Matt Rule, Matt Rule got his first win as an NFL coach on Sunday against the Chargers, Mike McCarthy with the pack with the uh, going to the Dallas Cowboys and and making making them look like a Super Bowl contender, but the Giants got Joe Judge. But the and Matt Rule, uh, Matt Rule chose Carolina uh, to me because he didn't want to play, didn't want to play Dave Gettleman's awful games. Uh, that and that the, uh, the Giants got stuck with a rookie head coach because of Dave Gettleman. And you look at the roster as a whole. You look at the you look at the offensive line against the San Francisco defense that did not have Solomon Thomas and that did not have Nick Bosa. The offensive line was horrendous on Sunday, and this should come as absolutely no surprise to anyone whatsoever that the 49ers demolished the New York football giants. Nicky Mullins had an amazing game, 325 yards passing, no turnovers, and you, you, and the, the defense that they had a 3rd and 22 
with the game still tied at six, a, a whole, a, what was it, an illegal hands to the face penalty, which erased a third and 22 and gave the 49ers an automatic first down. Predictably so, the Niners took it down the field for a touchdown after that. Yeah, and then, then how about the interception that Daniel Jones threw? The, and the Niners, l- luckily for the Giants, it, it was only uh, only a field goal. But but that had the makings of a touchdown uh, at the same time. The Giants are defunct. The Giants are an embarrassment. The Giants are offensive to the senses. And, and, and the, the sad part about this, too, was that the, the, the Giants' inability to, to, to see that they didn't need Saquon Barkley in the draft because their offensive line was so bad and Jerry Reese refused, uh, refused to take the offensive line seriously and, and, and not scout properly and, and, and draft Eric Flowers, who was a bust with the Giants, but now is, but, but, but now is, uh, is remarkably playing well with the Miami Dolphins. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The 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 Giants are are two are three steps behind behind the eight ball on this. Uh, they they've scored the fewest points of any team in the NFL. They've only scored two touchdowns the, so far this season in three games where where many different teams are scoring multiple touchdowns per game. But the the Giants are going are you you can argue the Giants are going only going to win maybe two games this year. That's how em- embarrassing. The, this New York Football Giants is uh, team is, and th- th- there's going to be another offseason of sweeping changes uh, to, to the franchise. Dave Gettleman's going to be fired. The Giants are going to hire a new general manager. But uh, but I do want to warn you that in, that the Giants need to need to start looking at other teams to find to find the replacement of Dave Gettleman, Bobby, because you know, because the, clearly the Giants. Our pathetic punchline. You are listening to Hooked on Sports on Spotify, Copy RSS, Radio Public, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Apple Podcasts. Now, back to the show. Here's John Flynn. Alrighty, everybody. Now it's time for that portion of the weekly NFL podcast for Hooked on Sports to get into the picks and predictions in both the straight up and against the spread departments for week number four of the NFL season. So in week number three against the spread, I was eight and eight, and now I'm 27 and 21 overall against the spread. And in the straight up department, I was 10, 5, and 1, and now overall I'm 35, 12, and 1 in the straight up department. So, we have 16 games to get into, including the game that was postponed because of the, uh, because of COVID positive results. We'll, we'll do that, we'll put that game toward the end. But we gotta begin with the game tomorrow night on the NFL Network, so... This game will be on NFL on the NFL Network. The Denver Broncos are favored by one with uh, with um, Brett Rippon as the quarterback taking on the New York Jets, who are two teams that are 0 three and each seeking their first win of the 2020 campaign. <clears throat> but 
if, if you saw the Jets the last the, the last couple weeks, that the, you you know the, the Jets are an absolute pathetic punchline as well. So it, it could be a it could be a, a battle between the Giants and the Jets who have the, for the battle who gets that number one overall pick. But but that that being aside. I, I can't pick the, the, the Jets the, the way that they're playing right now. And I know the Broncos are, start, are starting uh, Brett Rippon as the quarterback. I think he's the son of the Super Bowl winning quarterback and former NFL MVP. Uh, but the, the Broncos defense, even without Bob Miller, it's, it's still the better defense. And they have the better coach. And they have uh, the, the better offensive line. So I'm going to take the Broncos to win and cover 23 to 17 because they're not the Jets. <laughs> this game is going to be played on Fox. The Arizona Cardinals are on the road. They're favored by three and a half, going uh, going from West Coast to East Coast to take on the Carolina Panthers. And <clears throat> this is going to be a. Uh, I think to me this is going to be a high scoring game to to me because I think both uh, both deep, uh, especially Carolina's defense. It's it's rather shaky, although Carolina did play particularly well defensively in their win against the Chargers on Sunday. But I, but Cliff Kingsbury and Colin Murray aren't going to overlook the Panthers like they did against the Lions. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win the game and cover. 33-28 to is is my predicted score for this one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but in the, in the end, I think the better quarterback and the better coach uh, for, for the time being is going to win the football game. The Baltimore Ravens are on the road. They are favored by 13, taking on the Washington football team. <clears throat> and and you, you, you can't possibly have two weeks in a row where the Ravens don't play well. You, you're going from Kansas City to Washington, and it's, and, and it's a short week, but I think 13 points is too much for, for the Ravens, especially when... when, when, when they they have a defensive line that can that can get to the quarterback and we seen we saw Lamar Jackson uh and, and how he does against pressure. I think Washington's gonna keep this a game. I'm I'm gonna say twenty one to ten. So I'm gonna take Washington with the points. I think it's gonna be actually gonna be a low scoring game here. But but with that in mind, I'm gonna take the points with the artist formerly known as the Washington football team. <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys are at home. They're favored by Four and a half. That game is going to be played on Fox. They'll, they'll be taking on the two and one Cleveland Browns, and I'm I'm going to go with Dallas here. That that they they played a mighty competitive game with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks on Sunday, and and, and yes I and yes I still I still trust the Cowboys and I trust Dak and that incredible offense more. Than Baker Mayfield in a spot like this, and and the Browns are on the vote here, but I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win and cover because I think they have, uh, I think they'll have the edge at quarterback and offensive line. I think I think the Cowboys are gonna win the battles on the on the trenches. So I'm gonna say 30 to 23 Dallas over the Cleveland Browns. The Indianapolis Colts are two and one, and they're favored by two and a half, taking on. Nikki Foles and the unbeaten Chicago Bears. The three and Bears team is an underdog, but I fully so because you look, you look at the Bears and their and their and how they won. The Falcons are are a disaster on defense, as as I predict as I said so so many times. But 
Outside of Philadelphia, Nick Foles is, is an average to below average quarterback. I think the Bears offense is, is going to have a tough time moving the ball up and down the field against against the Colts defense. But I think the Colts are going to are going to find a way to to get by Khalil Mack and that defense. So I'm going to take the Colts to win by a touchdown. 20 to 13 is my score for that game. The Cincinnati Bengals are at home. They're favored by three. This game is on CBS, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are who are 0 and 3. <coughs> Bengals coming off that tie last week against the Eagles, but I think Joe Burrow is going to get it, it, it. Keeps getting a little bit better, a little bit better as as the as the weeks go along. But but the the way the Jaguars played against the Dolphins on thir- on Thursday night last week that that was it that was a disaster. Um, I, 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 given the uh, given the Dolphins, but it was an, uh, no contest. So I'm gonna take Joe Burrow and the Bengals to pick up their first win here. And I'll I'll say 26 to 20. I'll take the Bengals to win and cover. The CBS game, on, on, another CBS game on tap. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home. They're favored by seven, taking on the LA Chargers, coming off uh coming off a tough loss to the Carolina Panthers. But I think this is going to be going to be an interesting game too because yeah, because the Chargers defense ha- has proven even without Derwin James they can take the top like quarterbacks t- uh, tough. We saw that in their game against Kansas City a couple weeks ago. But I I don't think that, I don't think Tampa should be resting their quarrels uh, on a team that's going from the, from the West Coast to the East Coast. They'll they'll, they'll play like one, but I think it, I think in the end I think Tom Brady takes takes the uh, takes the team down the field for a game winning touchdown with two minutes to go uh, down my three. So I'm gonna take the Chargers with the points, but the Tampa Buccaneers to win 24-20. The Houston Texans are at home. They're favored by three and a half. That game is on Fox, taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Th- this game should be going on because the Vikings don't have any positive COVID tests. But I like the Vikings in this game. That that I know the Vikings did not play well. Kirk Cousins didn't play well. I think the I think the Texans have have the decided advantage at the quarterback position. But when you when you look at the head coach, when you look at the defense, that there's a possibility that the Vikings will get Khalil Mack, uh, get um, Daniel Hunter back in time for the clash on Sunday against the Houston Texans. But but even even with Daniel Hunter not not returning to the Vikings uh, potentially uh, this week, I still think the Vikings defense is better. I think. Even without Anthony Barswell, I think that they'll have more playmakers. I think the Vikings are going to, are going to win this game in an upset, uh, 26 to 24 over the Houston Texans. The New Orleans Saints are, are on the road on Fox. They are favored by four, taking on the 1957 rebuilding Detroit Lions. And uh, I, th- this is the game where the Saints should be getting Michael Thomas back, and we know what Michael Thomas is able to do. As a wide receiver, we've seen it the last two seasons. He is a game changer on that offense. So I'm gonna take the the Saints to to win win a slugfest. I think the, the Lions' offense with Kenny Galladay is gonna put up some points, but I think the Saints are are gonna come into this game with a sense of urgency after losing to Vegas and Green Bay the last two weeks. I'll take the Saints to win and cover over the Lions. 34 to 26 is my score for that game. 
The Seattle Seahawks are on the road on Fox. They're favored by six and a half, taking on the Miami Dolphins, coming off their first win of the season and, and extended rest. I, I th- this is going to be a competitive game, I think, that Seattle's been in a ton of those. I think uh, Seattle going to Miami, I think that's, that's going to be a very t- tough task. And I know that they're more talented than Miami. But 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 we'll have to see uh, we'll have to see about Jamal Adams at the, who had to leave the game on Sunday because because of injury. I think I think the Dolphins are gonna play are, are gonna have a a competitive contest and I think Fitzpatrick is gonna keep that uh, keep that team it, it, uh, keep that team into the ball game. But I I think when it's all said and done here, I'm gonna take the Seahawks because I think Russell Wilson will take the well. We'll find a way to win in the fourth quarter. Give me Seattle to win 31-28. So give me Miami with the points. This game is going to be played on Fox. The Rams are at home coming off that tough loss to Buffalo. They are favored by 12.5. Taking on the artist formerly known as the New York Football Giants. And this game has 38-13, 38-17 written all over it. The, the the Rams aren't going to rest their quarrels. McVay is a fan, is a terrific coach, and uh, he he has this Rams team up. Uh, he's got something going on with this Rams squad, and and I think the Rams are going to be in the, in the postseason conversation uh, th- throughout most of the season because of McVay and Jared Goff. So I'm gonna take the Rams 38-17, and that the Giants are going to unravel once again. This game is the Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson special, NFL on CBS. The New England Patriots are are on the road. They are they are a seven point underdog against the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And th- this to me was the toughest game of the week for me to pick against the spread because because yes it's Belichick and yes it's the Patriots and yes it's Patty Mahomes and yes it's the Chiefs. But I I think having played the Patriots enough times to see uh, see what 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 type of defense that Bill Belichick presents to Patrick Mahomes, I I think you I think you have to look at uh, look at different ways to well look at different ways to win. And yes, I think I think the the Chiefs are going to are going to try their chances with Tyree Kill going up against Stephon Gilmore, and Gilmore has already given up his first touchdown. Uh, to DK Metcalf a couple of weeks ago, but I th- I think it's I think this is going to be a, a a case where the where the Chiefs pull away late. The Patriots are going to keep this a game, but I think I think Mahomes is going to uh, is going to take Kansas City down the field for a touchdown to put the game on ice. Give me the Chiefs to win this game and cover thirty to twenty over Belichick and the Patriots. Oh, th- this is going to be a tremendous tremendous game. On the NFL on CBS, the undefeated Buffalo Bills are on the road. They are favored by three, taking on the Vegas Raiders. And I'm going to roll with the Raiders in this game. I think the I think the Raiders have something going on. I think uh, I, I I like this Ra- Raiders offense going up against the Bills defense that that seemingly uh, that that seemingly almost let let a game slip away. I th- I think the Bills are going are going to, to rest their quarrels a little bit. This is a classic trap game for the Bills because because you look at the 
Ra Raiders look at the Raiders offense and what they're able to do. The, the, the Raiders were never going to be Belichick's Patriots because, because rule number one, you don't pick against Belichick and the Patriots because you don't pick against Belichick and the Patriots. I'm going to take the Raiders to win this game outright. I, I love both these teams. I think both these teams are going to be playing. I, I could see a potential rematch in the playoffs, maybe a three-seed against a six-seed matchup in the playoffs. I'm going to take the Raiders to win 27-23 over the Buffalo Bills. The Sunday night football game is, is on NBC. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the road. They are still seeking their first win, and, and, and there's a lot of scrutiny going on with Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz and, and the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to go west coast, east coast to west coast to take on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And the, I I'm gonna, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game once again. I think, I think this game is going to be decided within the last five minutes. But I, I think when, when, when it comes to, to the 49ers, I think that the, even though the, the Giants are, are the Giants and, and they're defunct as, as a team and as an, as an organization, I think the 49ers are going to wind up winning this game because I still think I, I think they're deep defensively and I think they're going to be deep enough to uh, uh, to, uh, to ma ma maintain themselves against against, the, uh, against Wentz and this offense. I still I, I we still need to see more from Wentz, but but you look at the Eagles' schedule. They got the Niners, they got the Steelers, and they got the Ravens. Two of three of the top five defenses in the league coming up in consecutive weeks. That's gonna be a, that. That's a seemingly impossible task for the the Eagles to go up against. So I'm gonna take the 49ers to win this game and cover 21, 21 to 16. Excuse me. I have the Eagles with the points, but the 49ers to win the game. The Monday Night Football game on ESPN. The Green Bay Packers are at home. They are three and zero, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And if you've seen the the Packers the last three weeks, and 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 how and how they play offensively, and and they have the NFL's worst defense uh, right in their laps once again. Um, this game has forty five. 27 written all over it. I think the Packers are going to destroy Matt Ryan and the Lions. I that the Packers are go, are going to find so, so many different ways to exploit the uh, the Falcons. And you look at look at the secondary that they're going to be playing. Uh, the, the Falcons are going to pl play their way, and I think Dan Quinn is going to be uh, is going to be ridiculed. And I think he's going to be the ex coach of the Falcons by the end of the season. This game has. 45-27 written all over it. And finally, the last game of, of the week, and this game is going to be played either Monday or Tuesday, depending on how the, uh, depending on how the Titans get their positive COVID tests and get all the testing results in on time. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are at home, are, are on the road, excuse me, favored by two, taking on the Tennessee Titans. And the Steelers are 3-0, but the, the three teams they played, the Giants, the Broncos, and Texans, all three of those teams are 0-3. Are, are this, this, this is a completely different animal with the Titans. I think the Titans are going to win win the game. They found a way to win against, uh, against Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings last week. 
uh, despite being down by double digits. This is a team with a real offensive line, a real coach, a real quarterback with Ryan Tannehill, and a real defense as well. I'm going to take the, the Titans have all, all, all those in mind. I think Tennessee is going to take down the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-21 on, on the NFL on CBS. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hooked on Sports. Thank you to Anchor.fm for giving me a platform to produce simulating sports content. And thank you to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and Copy RSS for giving me more platforms.